Hello, and welcome to the Lockdown Flyers podcast for Thursday, March 31st, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is talking all about the prospects today. That's my wheelhouse. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. You'll keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. You can find Russ Cohen here on Twitter at Sportsology. On today's show, we're going to get caught up with all of the prospects that we've talked about over the course of this season, whether they be Flyers prospects or draft eligible prospects, and just talk about any updates we have on any of these guys and their potential. So it should be a real fun one. Lockdown Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So subscribe and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So, Russ, not much news out of Flyers land from Mm -hmm. yesterday. Uh, We know that Ronnie Adderd is in Philly right now and is getting going. So hopefully we'll learn more at practice today about his potential for getting in a game or not. And that is a perfect transition to our Flyers prospect section of this discussion, because as I am wont to do, I made a spreadsheet of all of the prospects we have talked about. So far, I love a good spreadsheet, love a good spreadsheet. And lo and behold, earlier this season, way back in October, we talked about Ronnie Adderd and Noah Cates, uh, for that matter. And those are the two guys on our list who have been signed since then. Yeah, I mean, Cates, we saw the proofs in the pudding. I mean, you could see yesterday at last game, rather, he was uh, he's smart. He's smart away from the puck. He um he uses his body when he needs to to especially to so he can win that puck battle and get to the puck first. He knows how to back in and do that. He is a good playmaker. He's not like an extraordinary playmaker or anything, but he can make a play every once in a while that will be, you know, that excites you. He is a good skater. He's just really good all around. And you need this team desperately needs really good all-around players. Yeah, I think so, too. And Noah Cates got off to a really good start in his first game. Obviously, small sample size. We're going to want to see how he plays for the rest of the season. And I certainly hope the team gives him that opportunity so we get a true honest feel for what his level is like relative to different kinds of teams around the NHL and get a sense of where he could potentially fit into the lineup next year and also give him things that he needs to work on in the off season mm-hmm. so he can come into camp next year strong. And I think the same goes for Ronnie Adderd, right? I think, you know, with a defenseman, we were talking about it yesterday that, you know, it's a little bit of a slower path to the NHL most yes. of the time. And so getting a sense of of what he looks like in an NHL game, but also in some AHL games and uh, figuring out how we can work that shot in that he has into the Flyers system. 
Right. So that's where in the AHL, you know, he would get power play time. He's not going to get it in the NHL. And then, to be honest, it's better if he goes to the AHL and gets a reliable partner. And that's all I will say about that. I, I don't know what they're going to do or where they're going to put him, but we have an idea. And so I want him to get his NHL game or two in and be happy about that. And then I, I want to see him go down because of the, just to get used to the pace of pro hockey and also, uh, yeah, just get a, a partner that's sort of like on his level and and let him work with that partner and grow with that partner. So if you put him in Zamula or something like that, that's great. So the other guys that are top of mind that we've been talking about recently are, of course, Bobby Brink, who's still alive in the NCAA Frozen Four tournament. Man, that Denver versus Michigan game is going to be an exciting Oof. one, I think. I'll be watching. So I think we have to kind of put a pin in Bobby Brink for now uh, in terms of what the next steps are and when that will happen. But The only thing I can tell Flyers fans for certain, because I was on the Michigan call yesterday, is they're determined. Not that Denver isn't. Denver's a very good team. Well, you, I don't know if you'll see them that much quicker because even if you lose the first game of the tournament, there is a relegation it's only two game. Days so, later. Yeah, it's, it's not going to really matter that much, but you'll have an idea of how excited you could get and where his mind might go. That's really what it is at this point. So the other guy left in the tournament, which we did mention, but we haven't talked about a lot in detail since January, is Bryce Brodzinski, who, of mm -hmm. course, plays for Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's in the other half of the Frozen Four bracket, um, but he is obviously unsigned. But it seems like he's still a guy that is another year away. Yeah, no, he's definitely another year away. I, I spoke to like a Minnesota insider about him, and they like him, and they like his shot, good skater, smart player, but needs, you know, more development time. And so, yeah, you know, we're not – we're not even thinking about that guy right now, but this is great experience for him. Absolutely. And then two other guys that we've talked about in terms of this is the time, whether we're going to sign them or we're going to not sign them. Uh, we talked about Jack St. Ivany in January and Adam Ginning in February. I just don't think they're signing St. Ivany and I think he's going to go to a team and I think he's going to do well. I think I like his skating. Uh, I, I like his offensive ability. There's a lot of things to like there. And I just don't think this organization has really done much with him as far as tracking him and such. So I think he's going to slip through the cracks. Um, Yenning, I did speak to somebody um, close to the organization and didn't get a good feel that he's coming over this next season. But if it's not, it'll come over that year after. But he's playing really well, like a really good defensive defenseman skating's really good he has that right snarl so it's okay that he's developing over there that there's nothing wrong with that one guy that i think we had a really interesting conversation about way back in october now uh, was ethan sampson who was yeah. a 2021 sixth round pick playing out in the whl in in prince george and you know obviously you know, similarly, he's a guy that needs some more development, but how has he progressed since then? I mean, I hear good things about him still. I haven't watched him as closely, but I, I know with him, you want the the strength factor to get better. Uh, the skating's already pretty good, but, you know, it could always be better. But the offense is there. Like, that's the biggest thing with him is he's got a really good offensive game. I feel like he needs to work on his two-way game a little more. So there's definite development happening here. And 
his point total is good, and I think it'll go up a lot next year, but he really does need to work on things in his own end. It's good to hear that he is progressing a little bit, but clearly he's, you know, with a lower draft round like that, he's just a guy that's going to be a project if he's going to yes. make it to the NHL level. I think another guy, obviously, that we talked about way in, back in late September was Owen McLaughlin, mm -hmm. uh, who was the seventh round pick this past year, local kid. Uh, how have, has he progressed since then? McLaughlin is, has around 24 goals. He's really working on um, the offensive part of his game, but I feel like he needs to, in the summer, he needs to get stronger. And he also needs to really work on his two-way game. Like, that's 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 the big thing for him. Well, again, it would be a really good story because he is a local kid. So definitely rooting for him. A couple of guys that we've talked about with international play, and one of them, Brian Zanetti, was so disappointing because World Juniors got canceled. Obviously, they're going to play them in August a redo of the tournament, I guess. So we'll see if he's on the team for some I think he'll be on then. it. I do. Yeah. I think he'll be on that team. So I'm looking forward to that. There are going to be, you know, some of the real high end draft prospects of this year, probably not going because mm -hmm. it's just not going to benefit them, but there'll, there'll be some that'll play for sure. And, you know, I think he will be one of them. He's having a decent year. I think he's another guy that has to work on um, getting physically stronger. The skating could be a little better, better in his own end as well. But there is something there, and I do like his um, can-do-it-ness sort of attitude. I think that's going to carry him a long way. The other international guy, of course, is Ivan Fedotov, who we talked a lot yeah. about during the Olympics, who had a tremendous tournament for the Russians and uh, has the chances of his coming over increased since then? <sighs> I, I'm going to say no because of what's going on. I've yeah. spoken to a lot of people and it's just hard for anybody to get a flight out of there. Uh, it's, it's really up in the air. And, and honestly, it would be great if he could come over because if he could get in a few AHL games this year and then get an idea with camp over the summer and everything else that could really help him. Could he be a backup? Maybe he could, we don't know, but he has to get adjusted to the North American rinks. And if he doesn't come over and during the summer, I don't know if he's going to make it in time for camp because it's just, it's like a world issue. I don't know how many of those players are going to actually get here. We still don't even know how the draft guys will necessarily get here. Like they may, they may stay there and still get drafted, but may not come for their own draft because they may not be able to get out. Like we, this is a real issue that nobody seems to have any great insight on at the moment. Well, that's a good segue into our conversation about some of the draft eligible prospects we've talked about this year so far. And we'll get to that after we talk about our friends at Bet Online. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. 
Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So we've talked about a whole bunch of draft eligible prospects on the show over the course of this season. And I think, you know, as we started those conversations, we were operating under the assumption that maybe the Flyers would be in the 10 to 15 range in terms of pick. And obviously the season has transpired in a slightly different way. And I have spent some quality time in addition to making spreadsheets uh, on Tankathon and run the draft simulator enough that I feel like the five or six spot is where the Flyers are most likely to end up if they don't move up in the lottery, Mm -hmm. which right now they're at about like an eight and a half percent to win the the first overall pick, which is not nothing, but also not not likely. And and so the chances of somebody else moving up are higher to knock the Flyers down to the sixth spot. So I think five or six is, is a good assumption, at least for now based on what we know. And so that changes who we might look at. But that being said, we did look at a lot of really good, solid prospects in the first round. And of the people that we've talked about, has anybody significantly moved up in people's estimation? Uh, Let's see. Thinking about it from then to now, um, from this list or just in general? From this list. From this list, Logan Cooley, for sure. Some think he could be as high as two. I'm more in the three, four, five range. I think that's sort of where the Flyers will be too. I really like them. I mean, there's nothing not to like here. I think they, I think people did get over the fixation that maybe he could overtake Shane Wright. That's not going to happen, but that doesn't take away his talent. And the fact that he is a, um, like a Pittsburgh native, he's got hockey in his blood. He really, this is a guy who, Loves the sport, fast skater, good on faceoffs, but really a, a high-end talent. So if they got him, they, they would be doing great, believe me. What about Frank Nazar? Frank Nazar is a interesting one because he's got so much talent as far as when you watch him, uh, the creativity is off the charts. What goes in compared to the creativity should be more. If it were more he would be probably three or four on this list. I I think he's going to be a little lower, but he'll be in that range for the Flyers. And you have to kind of figure out, like, the skating's great. He's got a terrific shot. But will some of that creativity actually turn into um, points at the NHL level where maybe it doesn't get converted where he is now, although the NTVP is a pretty damn good team. Um, But you do – that's where you have to sort of – figure that out. And that's always a hard thing to figure out. Like the first player I ever remember being like that was Alex Kovalev. And he used to drive the Rangers crazy. And he did figure it out more with Pittsburgh with Lemieux, if you remember. So like, that's something where I kind of wonder if Nazar gets the right person to play with that, that does happen. And I do tend to lean on the side that it will. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I feel like I've been hearing his name a lot more. Cause he's exciting. It was. That's fair. That's why he's exciting to watch. 
So one of the other guys I think that we've talked a lot about on this show, again, mostly because the Olympics is Yuroslavkovsky. Oh, yeah. And that kind of gave his reputation a huge lift, I think. Now, whether or not that translates into moving up in the ultimate rankings or where he gets picked remains to be seen. Will that wear off by the time the draft rolls around and people are you know making their their draft boards but uh it certainly did not hurt him no i don't think it will wear off i think um what was happening there was uh some media people and fans were just sort of catching up to the scouts or like real prospect writers like me that kind of knew about him already and were watching him already i think if you Mm -hmm. saw him for the first time in the olympics you were like wow who is this guy and then all of a sudden now you're wanting to know more and i think that was the overwhelming thing with him he was always going to be up there uh he could go anywhere from two on and i would never call it a bad pick will he be there by five or six i can't imagine that world happening not with his size and skill Mm -mm. now we've also talked about a bunch of guys that are you know second third round picks and Mm -hmm. again given where the flyers might end up they could potentially be early second round picking as opposed to mid late second round picks oh they don't really have a second round pick this this year i guess but um not yet not yet they could make a trade for one or move Mm -hmm. up and is there anybody on this list that is that we've talked about that has maybe moved up in the later rounds that would be worth trading up for i think Lucas Edmonds could be one of those guys. Uh, so many good reports besides just what, what I've known about him, heard about him from teammates. Right. Uh, he's an overager, so sometimes that's a positive, like Adderd was an overager, right? Um, yeah. Really good scorer, really good work ethic, really is just an excellent hockey player who just really, you know, sometimes you just slip through the cracks. So I think he could be one of those guys. Would he be around for their third-round pick? Maybe. I, I tend not to think so, but you never know. The draft's a weird thing. Like Cole Canuba won't be there. They'd have to trade into the second round, I think, to get him. Right. Um, but he'll be around that second or third, too. Uh, if he's around by the third, I would think near the top of the third is where he's going to go then. And Lucas Edmonds, uh, if you recall, is on the Kingston Frontenacs with yeah. Zade Wisdom and, well, and Shane Wright, I guess, yes. is the more notable name. Yeah, he on, is the more notable on that, guy. On that team. And we have not talked about Shane Wright on this show yet, again, because he is the presumptive first overall pick. And we hadn't thought of, really thought about the Flyers in that conversation, but it may be time to start thinking about that given like we said, it's not a zero percent chance that the Flyers could get. But no, we'll be talking about him. We'll, yeah, we should talk about him. He will get a segment, and I'll have a lot to say about him. Very, I mean, he's a terrific player. He is the best player in this draft. Now, is he going to be the best player in ten years in this draft? That's always the big question. We'll leave that for the when we do the segment. Right. And I think there's a couple other guys, again, now that the Flyers are potentially in a higher position in the draft than we had originally thought, you know, guys like Simon Nemec, who we talked about a Mm -hmm. little bit, as well as um, Matthew Savoy. Yeah, I would be surprised if Savoy is there. I I know Geeky is going to go ahead of him, but I like Savoy better. I think Geeky has a lot of tools, but he's a much bigger player, you know? So could Savoy slip to five? I guess it's possible. 
I can I can figure out a path where that might happen. And if that does, you know, that's a, a really I mean, I have him as my second as my second ranked player because the skating, the scoring touch, the um the hockey IQ, just the give and goes that he can do on playing at speed. Really, really enticing player. Like, and his brother's really good in college too, if, if you care about that. So yeah, I if they were able to get their hands on Savoy, that would be a heck of a talent to get. Well, we certainly will have a lot more prospect profiles to talk about as we get closer and closer to the draft, and we'll be rejiggering our lists. And, and I have a list of 64 now. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to get much bigger than that, to be honest. Well, I think that makes sense. You know, your first two rounds is, yeah. is a solid list. And then it's kind of a little bit Wild Westy after that. Oh, yeah. So, I, you know, I think that's a good place to start with, you know, where we are as of now and, and in terms of who we've talked about on the show specifically. But there will be a lot more to come. And we're going to start that coming up next with a conversation about Zach Bookman. So Zach Bookman is a really fun prospect to talk about oh, because yeah. this is a left field pick on your part, yep. Russ, and I cannot wait to see where you're coming from with this one. So Zach Bookman is 20 years old. Um, he's not especially big, but he's a right-handed defenseman. So that's always a good thing for yep. teams to have, you know, in the prospect pipeline. Uh, but he currently plays in the Alberta Junior Hockey League, which is a second-tier junior league. Uh, but his stats went from an incredible 18 points in 19 games in 2021, which was a COVID-limited season, mm -hmm. to currently... In this season, he has 21 goals and 81 assists in 55 games for 102 points. So that's almost two points per game mm -hmm. as a defenseman. He is a commit to Merrimack College for next year. So that's a Hockey East mm -hmm. D1 team. Not too shabby, I got to say. No, they've so, had some good players. I mean, really good players there. Yeah. So... You know, just to give people some context about the Alberta Junior Hockey League, what is that league like talent-wise, and who else has come out of that league and made it to the NHL? So that league's getting better all the time. Um, Kale McCarr is the most famous. Right. Jack Bookman broke all his records. So at the same position, if that means mm -hmm. anything to you, and <laughs> I think it should. Yeah. So so there's that. Um, I just got off the phone literally before this show with Jordan Gustafson, he played a few games there. He's now with Seattle. And, you know, that's another guy who is going to be, if not a first rounder, somewhere in the second round in this NHL draft. There's a guy, Alex Young, who um, plays for, I want to say Colgate, a San Jose Sharks pick, really good player from that league. The Sharks have added, they've beefed up their scouting for that league because they believe that. Um, there's guys to find there. And and I think it's true because, again, you have to, you know, this is way out in Alberta. Like, it's not the easiest place to scout. They have, uh, I think, well, we'll put it this way. They have a decent amount of 20-year-olds in the league. And the fact that they have 20-year-olds makes it a lot harder for, like, you know, some of the younger players to actually, you know, play in that league. So the fact is, you know, with him being 20, he's still going up against some 20-year-old talent too. So I, you, 
you should never hold that against them. And if someone's like 18, uh, then, you know, they're going up against 20 year olds too. So they're in a way, it's kind of like just a little lesser than what like NCAA hockey is, but you still like, you know, if you're a true freshman or a 19 year old there, you're going up against 21, 22, uh, it can go up in age there. So it's not an easy league. The skill level's pretty damn good. And there are some teams that are better than others. The team that he was on is a really good team. He is a terrific skater. Like if you watch any of his videos, like this kid can skate. And so you have to, when you're watching a league like this and the guy's two points a game, you, you can't dismiss it. I know the first thought is, well, all right, it's two points there. What's it really going to be? But then, you know, we could default back to Kale McCarr. Like if you have it, you have it, right? And you right. have to decide if he has it. The skating's there. So to me, that's the biggest thing to say, okay, I wouldn't say he's Kale McCarr, uh, but the guy can skate. He's a really gifted skater. And you can see it when he's on the power play, and you can see it when he gets any kind of open ice in that league. He's very aggressive uh, offensively and really can move the puck. He's got really good stick and puck control, excellent hockey IQ. Uh, I saw he was born in Syracuse. I'm definitely going yeah. to talk to this guy because I feel like he's got a story. And I also feel like he's sort of overlooked at this point in time, because if you score 102 points, you should get talked about a little bit, even well before the draft. And, you know, a lot of people don't know. Yeah. You know, if you look at elite prospects, you know, they don't have him ranked right now. Central scouting. He He's on my much. list, though, and I work with elite prospects, but I wasn't able to convince anybody yet. Right. Well, central scouting has him at 208 in North American skaters. So that's pretty far down the list. But like you said, there's a huge upside to taking a risk on a guy like him yes. now. And uh, I think that, especially given where his rank is, I think you could easily, at least, you know, based on what I've seen in the past with the draft, get him in the fourth, fifth round. Yeah, I think fourth round is about right. I think central scouting, at least having him is good. And it will be my quest as far as for EP ringside to get him to crack the list at some point. <laughs> I'm going to be working on that. But again, I think... What really could help him is the combine. The interesting thing about the combine this year, and it is going to happen, is some of the CHL players won't make it. Guys that are in the Memorial Cup cannot perform in the combine because there's just the dates won't match up. They won't align. They'll be playing in the Memorial Cup while the combine's going on. That's just because of the late date of it this year and the late date of the Memorial Cup. So that could help a guy like Zach Bookman get invited because not everybody gets invited to the combine. Like that's another whole thing. I've done articles where guys have said, yeah, I just never got invited. Like, you know, you just don't get the call. And I feel like this guy has to get the call. If I'm a team, I'm telling the league, I want this guy at the combine because I want to see some of those other things. Like the interviews are important. The interviews could really matter for him. But also if all of a sudden he is like, showing really well in some of these things that people might poo-poo um but like the you know standing broad jump like that that talks about your speed burst like there are some methods to the madness of some of this testing that they do the vo2 max uh some of the guys right. that have done very well on that and throwing up is not a uh a, doesn't mean that you haven't done well on it it just means you're human um 
but it does show that they have um, a lot of endurance. And there have been some guys that have tested really well with that, that have done well in the NHL, like they could get a lot of minutes. So there are some things to get. And I do feel like someone like Bookman could really change some opinions. I don't know if that gets him in the third round, but it could. Well, I watched an interview of him uh, done through the Bandits, the team he's on in the AJHL, and he seems like he gets it in terms of what he needs to work on and what he's getting out of his experience there and what he wants to do in college next season as well. And that's our Flyers fun thing for today is that interview. So maybe you can get to know him a little bit better, too out there and yeah i i will definitely keep track of this kid because i trust you russ i appreciate uh... (laughs) it i'm not gonna bring him up just for the points i'm not like that but when i saw the points building this year i'm like okay i gotta dig into this guy and see what we're really talking about because as an example like for for high school hockey you have to almost be two points for a game for me to really start thinking about scouting you and putting you on the list because, you know, let's face it, even even in Minnesota hockey, there's a lot of guys that can get a point a game there. Exactly. And you have to narrow it down somehow. So yes. uh, that's a good uh, place to start as any. But this is also as good a place for us to stop for the day. There is so much to talk about with prospects as we get closer to the draft. And we will be doing it. That's for sure. The Flyers have a really good opportunity to make some strides this year and hopefully they will do so and they'll take our advice because it's good advice that'll do it for today's show we'll be back again tomorrow we're going to talk more about ronnie adderd and the game against the leafs coming up over the weekend and we'll have our gritty thing of the week as a reminder we always want to hear from you so if there's a prospect you have questions about let us know you can tweet us at locked on flyers or you can email us at locked on flyers at gmail.com i'm rachel i'm on twitter at r miriam that's r m i r i a m i'm russ i'm at sportsology s-p-o-r-t-s-o-l-o-g-y you made us your first listen today. Now make your next listen Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts.